Hi, this is Tom Compton of We Hold These Truths. You're listening to the Unheralded News and Review and Pharisee Watch, brought to you by We Hold These Truths at whtt.org on the web. Each week we look into the events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's podcast for Unheralded News, we're going to visit some history here, and it's the history of Christian Zionism, and through the eyes of Philip Moreau, who was a patent lawyer, and he wrote a very significant book in 1927 called The Gospel of the Kingdom. And so his view of the new dispensationalism at that time and Christian Zionism is most revealing today. And so I'm going to have Leslie read a paper written by Chuck Carlson of We Hold These Truths entitled, That Conceived in Error Will Die in Evil Company by Charles E. Carlson. The Gospel of the Kingdom is a remarkable book, an epiphany to this writer. Philip Moreau, a lawyer, nevertheless a devout follower of Christ, wrote this as a devastating refutation of Schofield's reference Bible with an amazing insight in 1927. In a chapter headed Concerning Zionism, he tells us, The dispensational doctrine is that the natural descendants of Jacob will be gathered back to Palestine, still in impenitence and unbelief. Zionism is supposed to be the beginning of this movement. That Christ will come to the air above, unseen, will raise dead believers, change the living, and take all to glory, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, thus leaving only unsaved persons on earth, that the great tribulation will then ensue and last for seven years. Moreau continues, Zionism has for its object the making of Palestine a homeland for the Jews. Concerning that movement, a great deal of misinformation has been disseminated during the past 20 years in the interest of dispensationalism. For dispensationalist writers and speakers have painted wonderful word pictures portraying the multitudes of Jews said to be flocking to their ancient homeland, the miraculously renewed fertility of the soil, the return of the early and latter rain, etc., etc., and it has been made to appear that the reconstitution of the Jewish state and the rebuilding of the temple were matters of tomorrow or the day after. All these supposed happenings were presented to eager readers and hearers as a marvelous fulfillment of prophecy taking place before our very eyes and as giving assurance that the time of the end had come. But the sober facts are that Zionism has been a pitiful failure almost from the beginning. Palestine is wretched in the extreme and that the attitude of the great mass of Jews throughout the world towards the Zionistic project is that of complete apathy and indifference. Mr. Moreau concludes his book's introduction. 
I would point out that this modern system of dispensational teaching is a cause of division and controversy between those followers of Christ who ought to be at this time of crisis solidly united against the mighty forces of unbelief and apostasy, and further, that it tends to bring the vital truth of our Lord's second coming into discredit with many because it associates that great Bible doctrine with various speculative details for which no scriptural support can be found. The gospel of the kingdom is one of those rare eureka experiences for this writer. It was still in its original dust cover, a 1974 reproduction of the 1927 original, and except for a few marks in the latter chapters, appeared to have been little read when I found it in my read-when-time-permits pile. I'm not sure how long it had been there. At 1 o'clock a.m. one morning, I cracked the cover and was stunned by the clarity. Mr. Moreau's introduction reminds me of the haunting phrase in slave trader John Newton's Amazing Grace. Was blind, but now... I see. Philip Moreau was a patent attorney who is said to have contributed to the research for the Scopes Darwin trial a few years before he wrote this book. He tells us with no little shame that he had been an early advocate of Schofieldism, or dispensationalism as he called it. He introduces his book in a tone of repentance for having been taken in and then arrogantly assuring others that Schofieldism was the only way to understand God's word. This remarkably clear book digs out and disentangles the terrible abuses of God himself found in Schofieldism, as can only be done by someone who once believed and now wants desperately to expose what is there in order to cleanse himself. What makes this book so remarkable to one who writes about Schofieldism today is that Moreau had only the early vision of the Schofield Reference Bible to go by when he asserted that Israel, as a state and someday homeland, had no place in Christianity, but was a myth invented by those who promoted Schofieldism. We can see this more clearly today than in 1927 because we have the evil and godless state of Israel for a point of reference. Moreau did not have this advantage because at the time he was writing, Israel existed only in the minds of Lord Rothschild and the World Zionist Organization. In words privately written by Sir Arthur Balfour, and in the footnotes inserted in the 1917 edition of the Schofield Reference Bible. Moreau destroys and buries these deliberate myths to perfection. We also have the advantage of the 1967 edition of this incredible Oxford Press fraud against the name of Christ that forces a huge, foul-dead, rat state of Israel down our throats as a God icon. What follower of Christ can ignore the plea of the Christian Arabs coming from Israel? A March 12th Reuters story from Jerusalem tells us, 
of Israel's inhuman abuse of the indigenous populations. Hear their cry. It is ever so clear, if only we will listen. The sparing of life under Israeli occupation, many Palestinian Christians are moving abroad, threatening their ancient links to Bethlehem and the land where Jesus was born. There is a real fear that 50 years down the road, the Holy Land will be without Christians, said Mitri Raheb, 45-year-old pastor of the Lutheran Church in Bethlehem. There is no business, no freedom of movement, he said. We depend on tourism, which is being demolished. Sometimes we receive 1,500 tourists a day, but none of them stay the night. They visit the Nativity Church and leave, so we don't benefit. Palestinian Christians are generally better off than the other segments of society, but they too have felt the pinch. Christian leaders say they face no religious persecution from the Palestinian Muslim majority or from Israel. Once it's finished the wall, there will be only three gates leading in and out of Bethlehem, said Rahab. Bethlehem will basically be a four square mile, ten square kilometers, open prison. Israel's never-ending stream of Christian tourist buses run from Tel Aviv to the occupied territories led by Zionists like John Hagee and Jerry Falwell, who arranged junkets so no guest need ever talk to an Arab alone, and few buy from their shops. These Armageddon-seeking Christians flock to see the sacred sites on guided tours, but stay only in Israeli five-star hotels on the other side of the 26-foot-high prison wall. Thus, the plight of the Philistine Christians remains a secret to those who walk right past their shops. We can read all about the abuse of the Philistines if we want to know, but the insightful Philip Moreau had to figure all this out for himself from recognizing the falseness of the Schofieldized teachings that he so clearly identifies. We shall try our best to bring this book back to life, and I suspect that God has blessed Philip Moreau for writing it. He lived from 1859 to 1952, and he has made We Hold These Truths navigation task much easier since he blazed a trail along the narrow path. Your writer is convinced that We Hold These Truths is indeed staggering along the narrow path toward the straight gate as fast as we can falteringly go on the resources at hand. Thank you. That was a excellent article chuck and the interesting thing you actually wrote this in 2007 and some of this information of course is included in our two videos the roots of christian zionism how schofield sowed seeds of apostasy and our newer video christian zionism the tragedy and turning and so he really played a very important part in opening our eyes here at We Hold These Truths, but it was clear to anybody that would look almost 100 years ago. Oh, your yes. thoughts. He's a clear-cut link back to the pre-Zionist days, and it showed 
to us that Zionism was a plan that was being carried out in Philip Moreau's time. And, of course, Moreau being a contemporary of Schofield, who outlived Schofield by a few years, quite a few years, actually. And he wrote many other books, many discourses on Christianity. We haven't read them all, but there are Philip Moreau societies around who actually keep all of Philip Moreau's books in print on the Internet. So you can find Philip Moreau's books and uh, make sure you get the spelling right and go search for it, and you'll, you'll come up with these, with, with these things and many, many essays. Among the things that he was noted for was that he was a contemporary in his long life of, and back, into the, in the, back in the 19th century of Thomas Edison. And Thomas Edison was a noted and outspoken atheist, and Philip Moreau was his mentor. And uh, Philip Moreau spent a good bit of time trying to, trying to teach the noted electrical inventor about Christianity. And we never did find out what the result of that was, but that was, he was one of Philip Moreau's projects. The reason they knew each other is they knew each other professionally because Moreau was a patent attorney and Thomas Edison, of course, came up with more patents than most people, so Moreau knew him professionally. He also drafted legal papers for Charles Darrow. Philip Moreau also wrote some of the legal papers that were delivered by William Jennings Bryan in conflict with Clarence Darrow and the famous Snopes trials. So this gives you an idea of, of his very, very his varied history. The important thing for us is that he's helped us immeasurably in having a source that goes back to Schofield's actual days who, who actually recognized Zionism, Zionism in the making. Must have been an extremely brilliant and guided man. All right, well, thank you very much, Chuck. That was an excellent piece again, and it's worth visiting these kinds of books to understand what's going around us because if we don't have an understanding of history how can we see into the future and obviously Mr. Moreau had that ability of of seeking the truth and it's interesting and truth doesn't change so it's just as valid today when he wrote it he didn't have all the details because the state like you said did not exist and that concludes our podcast for today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about our podcast. And please visit our website, whtt.org. You will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. Start small, think big, and press on toward the straight gate.